Hey guys, welcome back to Hope and Mum and Dad podcast uh, with me, Fuzz and Becky talking about infertility, IVF, waiting and all the stuff in between. Uh, it's a pretty broad spectrum of stuff. Episode 21 today, it's just us two. Uh, so we're just checking in, talking about life, seeing, you know, mm-hmm. basically letting you know what's going on, which isn't a lot. But, you know, when we started this podcast, we knew uh, a lot of IVF is hanging around waiting. So, uh, you know, that old saying, I keep saying it all the time like misery shared is misery halved is that right i don't know misery likes company i hear yeah something like that so anyway it's um i just thought we're going to be casual real human beings just sharing our lives and stuff uh because i don't know that's that's the great thing about podcasts and youtube and the, the the internet today is um like i think well me personally i when i see stuff that's overly produced and really like overly produced and like very specific to one niche thing um it's great but i also like just you know the relaxed casual no specific like you know selling point or product to push or anything like that it's just hanging out like it's it's a new thing that's come along in the last i don't know 10 15 years i think it's a completely new format in it podcasts and, and blogs and stuff and you get to really dig in you know you get to get a good idea about people and stuff so and who they are Kind yeah. of like you're hanging out with people when you listen. Yeah, you know, and we're all working from home. I used to do a lot of work while I still do. That means I'm constantly, you know, doing stuff like at home on the office. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and, the you know, the, the, the thing about it is, is so many people out there doing it. You can just like find people that you click with. And, and listen. And yeah, just carry on. So. Yeah no specific update really for IVF stuff right yeah no update at all never mind specifics we're still waiting so that's us I'm it's a bit worrying isn't it like uh the infection rates are going up and things are getting a bit yeah if you're listening in the future um Wales where we are is about to go into another lockdown called a um, fire break a firewall Mark Drakeford's <laughs> fire break yeah so um that's starting on Monday Friday. I think it's Monday. Friday, 6 p.m. I think. Oh, really? Mm. So, yeah, all the shops are going to be closing if they're not essential. Uh, bars and restaurants will be closed. And and there will be armies of idiots going around saying, it's my right not to wear a mask and going around getting <clears> people ill. I do think there's a restriction on exercise this time, which will be a bit better. Um, Becky keeps burping into the microphone. I didn't burp. I'm not even going to take that <clears> I was about to cough, um, but my, you know, when you... Do you ever do that thing where... This um, is how not to podcast, drinking mm, coffee right next to the mic. Where your throat kind of gurgles. It did that a while ago and I was like, <coughs> did you hear that? Um, yeah, anyway, sorry, random, so non-interesting talk. Some of, it's very interesting to, <coughs> to someone. Yeah, um, some of the best, some of the most positive feedback that we've had on some of the podcast episodes so far was our hypothetical, would I be able to win crufts as a Norwegian dog? Yeah. <laughs> that was Just like... Just that funny shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a lot going on. And I know lots of people have been listening and watching Netflix and other things. And lately on Netflix, I've watched um, David David Attenborough, (laughs) David Attenborough's A Life on Our Planet. And that was really good. I love his voice. It's really, um, it takes a lot out of me when I watch stuff like that. Yeah, I nearly cried a few times. The, you know, from a technical aspect as well as a filmmaker and a photographer and stuff, I've got so much respect for those people who just camp out. Like, it's so much dedication. When I was in Falmouth University, there was a course called um, 
natural history photography. Mm. And I was like, well, I didn't even know about it. Um, but that is like... The tra- wildlife stuff. Yeah, all like... And they do scuba stuff and all yeah. that stuff. It's kind of cool. But. It is really cool. What I found interesting was that the Blue Planet stuff came out... They were filming it in the 90s. I didn't realize it was all the way back then. Because you look at the images and the footage and it's so clear and amazing. I mean, our planet, we're so lucky it's an amazing place. But You know, it's a lot of doom and gloom, but I do think we can turn it around. Yeah, I think that's what the whole point in the documentary is, that we can change it around. But it makes you think, like, obviously the population has grown, like, massively. Interesting point. It ties in with, like, parenthood and stuff like that. I know, that's I've, you know, like, before, right in the early days when we were talking about starting a family and, like, what if we can't, what if we can't. And I... I was saying, you know, like one of the, one of the, like, e- for the world, the mm-hmm. environment, and the resources we've got, having a massive family is gonna be what well, is like an ethical question now. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's like I mean, you can never take anyone. You can't say to people this is right or this is wrong. But I'm certainly very aware that every person that you bring into the world, like we're over you know people especially if we carry on living the way we live yeah we just it's just mass consumption with no end mm-hmm. it's just like completely unsustainable yeah companies are like every year we need we need profit we need more stores we need profit we need, and you're like well yeah. at what point do you need like at some point you need, you've got enough money you need to just like yeah. realize it's, it's not about money either it's about um ease of living a lot of the time and just those things but like that... starbucks costas stuff like that right mm-hmm. they 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 just grow it's a store like you they don't they don't just maintain the amount of stores that they got it's just more stores mm-hmm. grow 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 and then it's like i don't know the specifics on it but i mean i mean i can't imagine like all the you know the product and the shipping and stuff like that that's going to grow and grow and grow and grow and it's going to get to a point where we're like well it's probably already at that point where just growth for the sake of growth yeah is not actually helping everyone it's only helping a few people who own all these companies and make should be hugely taxable you know like if if people have a second home then they get you know taxed more and mortgage rates aren't as like good so why isn't it the same for businesses (laughs) Because they create jobs and mm. people need jobs and stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I, I, we need to change what's, yeah. what's going on now. I mean, I obviously, w- when we did start trying to conceive, we, we said in the beginning, if it doesn't, if when, if we... If we can't. If we can't, we said we wouldn't go through fertility treatment. Did we? Yeah, I think so. I think we both said that. And obviously here we are now and we, mm. we are waiting to do that. Um, and I don't know, I think things change and opinions change, but hey, we're here. And I do want to have a baby, but... Um, I think, well, if There's everyone, lots of people in the world who need families, If too. everyone had one kid, like, then would the population grow? If yeah. everyone had one? No, because two people make one baby. Yeah. So you'd have to have two to maintain well, the population. Well, the problem is with population as well, that people are living longer. Mm. So it's that the more people on the world because people live longer. It's it's definitely a, an environmental impact. Hugely like environmental. Like one, someone I I don't know the the stats because it's a bit depressing. But you know, every person born 
needs food, blah, 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 water. And it's, you know, at the rate that it's going. Mm. Well, an interesting feature of um, the documentary is that these random slides that interrupt um, his documentary and his narrative, and it, it says the year, and it says the world population, and then it says um, something about um, carbon emissions and then also about um, wilderness left, wilderness left. Mm. And obviously wilderness left keeps going down, carbon emissions keep going up and population keeps yeah, going up. Yeah, it's a balancing act. Like you need, and it's reversible, yeah. that's the thing. It is reversible. Yeah. It's like and it, even China, who have never really had an amazing track record for like environmental stuff, yeah. they've changed their tune. Yeah. And they're like sending millions of, you know, I don't know if it's millions of people or millions of trees, but they're, they're on a mission to like yeah. reforest stuff and whatever. I think as well, there's a huge issue with like people, people that are more aware now. Obviously, um, Sir David Attenborough was saying how people were becoming more conscious and aware and um, giving pe- giving these animals and, and these ecosystems a kind of personality and a life and making them realize that they were living gave people reading uh, reason to kind of say, stop, don't don't hunt whales don't do this yeah um, but but they still want their coffee they're like disposable well everyone and, does no, everyone does so it, yeah i get the point but it's there's yeah there's like it's not as it's not as simple like i i think it's very limited if people like us just go we don't like that we want it to stop yeah. there's not much you can really do about it no you can try well, but I mean, little things you can do like we spoke to our friends today uh, not today, the other day when we walked the dog and we bumped into them on the beach mm. and we were talking about the search engine Ecosia or Ecosia. I don't know how I you say know. it. I need to change the browsers to that. Yeah, well, I've I've changed them all in school to that so the kids use Ecosia by accident just because they don't, that's the homepage. Mm. Um, but that plants trees. But I wonder how they do it because there's a sustainable way to do everything and obviously when you plant forest... I don't think that's necessarily true. I think some stuff is just wildly unsustainable. Yeah, the internet itself to a is point, actually really bad because I think of all the servers and yeah. the power that they. Yeah, I think there is, everything can be sustainable. Google, if you counteract it, that's Google, what sustainability. I think is. Google or Microsoft started like started um, submerging, like they made like submarine tanks mm. and put all the data centers in there because everything in the everything on the internet runs from a server, mm-hmm. so like it gets uploaded. It might be butchering this a bit but basically it goes somewhere and it's like hosted on a system and then that mm. system can talk to all the other systems but all of these things take electricity mm. and they need to be cooled so they were submerging these tanks these data centers like on the ocean floor where loads of internet cable is anyway yeah and um <clears throat> and it didn't require cooling because it was cool so that saves like many and stuff so it was an yeah. experiment it worked well um but then I think, you know, like, yeah, I, like the data that we use on our phones and stuff like that, you know, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And like everyone's mobile phone data plan goes up and up and up and up. And that, that data is information that's stored somewhere. So it, people really, I don't really think about it until we just talked about it. But it's, yeah. it, it, everything we do has an impact. Every single thing. Even if you just sit there and breathe, then you're making carbon dioxide, aren't you? So you you could live on the planet and do nothing, and you'd still be making carbon dioxide. It's just a smart way to do things. Yeah. And um, nothing's impossible. Like we we've done some amazing stuff. The I 
we realized how much we were paying for our bills the other day yeah. like gas and electric and i was like whoa that's yeah. loads it's like 80 quid a month i don't know something it's like 80 up. quid a month for gas and electric and i have been looking around we've just been busy and haven't got around to doing it but i do want to switch over to one of those renewable companies because mm-hmm. even if it's a tank tank would more a month for full renewable energy yeah you're you're endorsing it and you, you, you encourage you're helping that company grow to become more competitive yeah to take custom from the other people who are not using renewable energy yeah. and the whole thing it's all about education and and sharing so netflix being on netflix and being free this documentary means that lots of people hopefully will it's watch not free. it it's on netflix i know but it's not like you have to pay per item you pay per month and so loads of people are paying for netflix anyway no it's not free yeah um, another thing that we watched on Netflix recently, mm-hmm. which was quite eye-opening, was the social dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring bring it back to our annoying, like we're annoyed at the moment that our treatments delayed, and that was delayed because of the pandemic. Um, and it was, it could have been picked up again, um, but you know, it, it's still delayed because people got moved around and all that kind of stuff. And um, judging by the, the way things are going. Uh, we could be waiting a bit longer as well because the infection rates are going up and there's like there is so many people out there that think they know better than you know scientists that have dedicated their lives to this stuff and are saying this is a virus this is what it does we need to you know this is mm-hmm. how you stop the spread blah, blah. and they go they go on the internet and they go they find someone that they like to hear and then they say uh, you know and they just they cling on to that go onto Facebook groups, chat with all the other people that are in the thing. Mm. They block out any other argument, which are normally the people that are like, I believe in science. I'm going to trust the virologists and the epidemiologists. Mm-hmm. They just blank it all out. They go, oh, they're all shills. They're all paying people. It's all a conspiracy. Bill Gates is trying to run the world. And they're, that's it. They're gone. You can't get them back. I've had so many conversations with people. I'm like, and my... <clears throat> my rule is, um, my rule is, I want to, I want to ch- talk to people who think all these things mm-hmm. that I don't believe in, and I want to say, I won't swear at them, I won't call them names, I won't be rude, and I'll just have a conversation with them just to try and see if there's any middle ground that I can get with them. Um, never, any, every time I go, you know, what about this? You know, what about all the, hun- the, the thousands of journalists that have reported from? the various studies and universities and stuff, and they go, no, all in on it. What mm. about, you know, what about doctors who've been on A&E wards with, like, sores on their face and stuff because they've, like, had to reuse PPE and, you know, when it was really bad in March? I was like, yeah. well, why don't you come on the podcast and have a chat with them and tell them why you think it's all fake? Mm. And then they go, and it, they're just gone. Yeah. And this, this documentary... Talks um, about the echo chamber. Yeah, and, like, you know... A lot of people will look at what's going on with this misinformation and they'll think anyone that believes in that is obviously a bit silly. But what the the Social Dilemma documentary was showing us is that somewhere along the line, we're all going to get into the something because the algorithm keeps you on these things for longer. And Mm -hmm. it basically, you know... Like, just because you laugh at someone for believing in something like Flat Earth or whatever. Yeah. Like, just because it's got them, 
it's only a matter of time before it gets more sophisticated and comes up with more compelling arguments and and tricks you more. What's it? The alg like basically the algorithms that Google, YouTube, and Facebook and Instagram run, they just keep you on the platform. Yeah. So if loads of people they're designed to be addictive. Yeah, they're designed by humans, but they don't control the humans don't control them. Mm-hmm. So if if a hundred people are maybe a little bit more gullible than the rest of the people believe in th- these things, which science disproves. Mm-hmm. They go home, enthusiastic, energetic, get on the internet, make YouTube videos, and they and they always start off like, wake up, sheeple, and like, open your eyes. But that's always a red flag for me. And then pe- other people watch it, and they'll start watching it, and they'll think, oh, this is a bit nuts. Yeah. They'll finish the video, Another video will autoplay because what Google and YouTube watch us get deranked now from Google for for criticizing their algorithm. Possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll show someone a video. Because we're ranked so high. Well, I don't know. Anyway, you show someone a video and then it'll show them the next one. If the ne- if that person doesn't watch the next video, it learns, it goes, oh, these two videos don't go together. If they show the next person that watches the same video, they show them a different video. If they watch the next video, they go, bing, oh, this one works. Okay, so we've got a little chain. We've got this video and then this video. And then it tests It tests the, the third video. You know, this third video, people click off. They don't like it. But this third video, everyone's hooked and they're into it and they're watching it. So they go, oh, boom, boom, boom. We've got three videos. Before you know it, they've, like, got people watching videos 15, you know, they're watching hour, two hour, three hours of YouTube videos from conspiracy people. Yeah. And it's quite hard, isn't it? If you, it's, it's, in it? It's probably hard for someone's ego to go, I've just watched three hours of conspiracy theories that I believe in, but it's probably not true. It, the more time you invest in it, the more you're going to be like, have I just wasted hours of my life? I think not many people um, have been taught Media in literacy. recent... Mm years not media literacy just like understanding what a source is and where it comes from and deciding whether it's reliable or not you don't have to have you noticed as well on facebook you know the bbc news graphic Mm. that it's like a world it's like a a, like a picture of a world yeah and it's like breaking and it's got those capital letters and stuff like that the amount of websites that i see with the identical yeah, version of it and they've cropped it and cropped the BBC thing out and then people look at it and they go and it just clicks because you've watched it your whole life mm-hmm. and you go oh. fake news it is no yeah but when you you're not questioning all this stuff and you just like look around and you see the same sort of graphic the same font the same text everything yeah and you go oh this is trustworthy because the last hundred things that I read like this were from the BBC who are obviously you know well, I consider them a reliable source. So yeah. it's really, really worrying and really upsetting because, uh, you know, selfishly, uh, for us, we want staff family. We need our IVF treatment from the NHS, which we're very lucky to have, but we can't do it while people, you know, while things bad. And I, it wouldn't be so bad if, you know, if things were bad and the numbers were going up and everything like that that's horrible and it's but it's understandable so disease is the thing but when people are actively trying to go out of their way to to make it worse yeah 
that's when it gets upsetting. Yeah. So, please, stop it. Stop it. Just wear a mask, do what you got to do. It's horrible. Yeah. So, that... Anyway. Well, no. That, that's what we've been up to, really. I, um... I've been thinking a little bit how if the world was normal right now and we went in a pandemic, we'd be thinking about ways we can keep busy and have busy weekends. And um, I've seen this really nice hotel that looks lovely in the Cotswolds where you can take your dog. And a few months ago in the summer, I was like, hmm, maybe we could go there for New Year because we never really do. Like, I don't like New Year that much. Like, it would be lovely to go there for New Year's Eve and take Coco and have a chill. I um, think we should get a van. Impossible. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Becky's coming around to the idea. Because money grows on trees. <laughs> well. I want a van. I would rather I not go on holiday. <laughs> I would rather, yeah, but a van is not a mansion, is it? No, it's Couple expensive of as a mansion. Yeah, but like you go on holiday. This is, you go on holiday, it might cost you like, if, you, if you're married to a teacher like I am, it will cost you loads because they jack up the prices. Mm-hmm. The cost of like two or three holidays, you could have a van that you could go on holiday in every weekend for 10 years. Yeah. So, and we were behind a very nice VW T5, no, transporter, split door on the back the other day, driving to the beach. And um, Becky was like, ooh, that's mm-hmm. nice. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I was thinking, how can I keep her, how can I get her excited about the possibility of owning one of these? But break, I am excited but, about it. I'm just realistic. But bait, yeah, but break to her that VW vans like that are ridiculously expensive like 30 grand and we'll probably have like give me that you can't be trusted playing with bloody pens on a podcast yeah so it'll probably be like a you know a not a VW basically if anyone's got a van they want to give us for free that's Google that's it we'll put Google if you want to advertise a van Stick Google on the side of it, we'll drive around for you. No, we won't. I don't want to endorse Google. But, nah, they 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 were amazing. Like you know, in the beginning, they were they were like really good ethical people, and then I mean, I mean they can still turn it around. I think the, the the lead engineers on that documentary were just saying that like it, it's kind of spiraled out of control. Like they didn't, no one knew that it was going to turn out like this. Yeah, I wonder if there's um. I'm sure I saw an article, but it could have been fake news about um. Fake um, news. A couple being paid or given them, all right, Trump, um, they were given like lifetime free internet or paid a lot of money to to name their baby after the um, internet provider. I don't know which one it was. But do you know how... Where did you see this? I don't know. But do you know how I talk about um, in school, sometimes you get interesting names and especially if you're in like what was the sunset boulevard or something there was a tequila sunrise i wonder if there'll be like kids out there called google or bing or bing mm. uh, i don't know i doubt it but saying that uh, yahoo elon musk um you know, you know yeah he um has a kid with a name that's like random letters and symbols and stuff like yeah. named after a star yeah he's not named after a star it's a made-up name. Yeah. But they chose it all for different reasons. Him and his um, pop star she, yeah, wife. Yeah, she's famous, isn't she? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember her name. I'm not that good. I'm not down with the kids. Nah, it's good to be not down with the kids. Mm. So what have you got planned for the rest of the week? 
Mm, it's half term on Friday. I can't wait. Mm. <laughs> so I've got a week off. I've, I'm doing my diploma at the moment. So I am very, very busy. And it's very hard to maintain Instagram and um, try and keep this podcast on the go while we're working full time. Maybe so we could talk about... If anyone wants to come on, send us a DM. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could talk about like what types of people and things like that we can have on for like a minute and then I can go snip and just check that out on Instagram. Yeah. So who have we spoke to so far? What types of people have we spoke to so far? Oh, excuse me. We've spoken to a fertility coach most recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've spoken to the Fertility Network UK charity. Mm-hmm. We've spoken to people who've been through IVF. Yeah. And been successful. We've had people Overseas. who've had IVF abroad. Mm-hmm. We've spoken to people who've had Clomid, then IUIs and waiting for IVF and now they're going overseas um and yeah so we need to diversify a bit I think I don't know I think that's a pretty diverse no I mean yeah I think we it'd be interesting to speak to um you know different experiences like different ways someone who had who donor eggs and and donor sperm and adoption like different yeah yeah um older people younger people yeah because there's different ways of doing it. There's uh, surrogacy. Surrogacy, yeah. That's it, like it's starting a family when you need help. But is it? It's not. Is it IVF when they do that? Mm, it can be. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's loads of different paths to becoming a parent. Yeah. However you do it. So yeah, we need to expand and find out more because I'm sure there's lots of people listening who want to know why what well what they can do next because obviously you know ivf only works for so many people and maybe they've got to the end of that free stuff so i wonder if there's anyone out there that has um that has found out that they've are they still doing like lab tests for people who are so you know when we started um trying mm-hmm. and then after a while we went back and we got tested and all that kind yeah. of stuff um are they doing that for people now I assume so. What you mean, like through the GP? Yeah. Well, I can't well, see can... why they'd stop it from lab capacity, innit? Because they swapped out a lot of the labs. Are, there's a... just be a delay, wouldn't there? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But so I'd be interested in seeing if um, I'd be interested to know if um, people have like started a year ago, still not got pregnant, and been to the doctors and stuff recently. Recently, and if that's still going ahead. And what they tell you, being in the mid pandemic, you know, because yeah. when they told us when we started, it was different. So that'd be kind of I interesting. I think the waiting times will just be longer, won't they? Yeah, but I don't even know if they're gonna actually be doing all that tests and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll make people wait from the test. Apparently, a lot of people are, you know, suffering the negative effects of the pandemic from from not seeking treatment. Yeah. And the NHS is like, you know, where other like, ailments. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my fi- my fi- my thyroid might be getting a bit squiffy again. Um, so I'm going to get that checked out. Um, hopefully in half time. Need to ring them tomorrow and book in a blood test. Um, yeah. Because I've been super tired. Oh, I, I had a heck of a week at the beginning of the week. Um, I just slept through my... No, I didn't sleep through my alarms. I turned off the notifications for bloody emails and everything else. And then... Um, 
didn't realize it turned off the notifications for the clock mm. so that it wasn't me turning the alarms off in the morning it was just the alarms were set but they weren't making a noise because it turned the notifications off yeah so on on monday um i set my alarm every day for six and then half six just in case because i go walk the dog before work mm. um and i woke up from a phone call from a sister in australia on like 10 past seven on monday morning and i was like oh my god I thought it was the alarm and it was Ali. Um, so I jumped up and took her around the block and then got to work as quick as I could. Luckily, it was only down the road. And then the next day, Tuesday, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I got to make sure I set the alarm. I woke up in the morning at quarter past eight this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant to be in work. Like, I mean, definitely work by at six o'clock. No, definitely by <laughs> half eight. But ideally i'm there before eight o'clock so to wake up at quarter past i was like fuck <laughs> what am i gonna do luckily i'd set out my clothes the night before so i just literally got dressed coco had to do one and not go on a walk <laughs> and oh, i was yeah. just like oh my god but then it spins you out for the rest of the day i'd gone out the house hadn't i with your your phone and my phone in the pocket mm. so in the middle of my lesson a phone starts ringing and I was like, oh, ladies, you can answer your phone if you need to. Like, <laughs> I've got an important message, just go and take care. And so both Jane and Vicky went to look for their phones, thinking like, oh, I didn't think I left it on loud. And they went to get their phones out, it wasn't ringing. They got mine out, it wasn't ringing. And I was like, where's that phone ringing from? And I looked in my other pocket, it was yours. Yeah, and then... Um, oh, nightmare. Also some really exciting news for everyone. We found our house key. You didn't even know it was lost, I know, but we lost <laughs> the house key. And we spent three days... House key gate... <laughs> Looking for this bloody house key, mm. and uh, you know, it was not me, fun. It was me, his fault. It was me and my Becky fault. Being it was my very fault. calm and measured fault. people. Well, I'm very calm and measured. That's not a joke by me, but more about Becky. We're very calm and measured mm. people. Um, I thought Becky lost the key. She thought that I lost the key. Turned did out, I lose the key? Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. And then you snuck it in a weird little random place no. so that I would find it and be no. like, oh, she didn't lose it. It was right by where you bring your bike in and it obviously got stuck there. We've got like a shoe rack, um, like a little pine shoe rack and the ends of it stick out a little bit and there's like four little slats that stick out. And somehow this key, it was just a single key on a key ring, had hooked itself on the end of this foot thing and it was like shoes covering it. Bananas. The funny like, thing is, we'd pulled out the shoe rack to look under the shoe rack because yeah. we thought it might have fallen down the day before, mm. but we didn't see it. Hey, oh. It's been one of those weeks. It's definitely, gosh. I feel really ill and as it's well. a, Like, I'm on my period too, so, like, things just don't go well that week anyway. No. So I just feel like tonight, it's Wednesday it's night. night. I need a drink even though it's Wednesday. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I hope everyone else is, um, you know, we, we're just having a bit of a whinge about having to wait more yeah. for IVF and being tired and being run down. I've really not, I'm, I've am i just been tired the yeah. last couple of days. It's weird. Like, I, you know, everyone, I talk about occasionally doing all this training, doing an Ironman for, to raise money for Mind. Um, so I'm doing like four, you know, I try and do like 450k bike rides a week. I've mm -hmm. dropped them down from the hundreds and the big ones. I'm trying to just do little ones. I did three, maybe 350ks last week mm -hmm. and maybe one or two 10k runs. Had two days off, Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. which works out well because everyone's always busy riding and running. So I do it the other way around. Had Saturday and Sunday off. Monday, I was just like, Steph couldn't do anything. It was horrible. Yeah. So we will wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, we need more people to come on. And we're 
really busy, so we haven't been asking too many people. So, but in the meantime, go and check out the people we have had on, like um, Sandy Christiansen, the fertility coach, mm-hmm. um, Fertility Network UK, um, loads of people. Yeah, and also uh, go see what they're doing. We'll put a couple of pull. We'll put, in joke yeah that's from um uh vic reeves and bob mortimer mm-hmm. they do that on um, on their stuff anyway if like yeah we it, we'll put a couple of polls out and things like that so if it's always good to hear about what's going on with everyone else um if you are working from home and you can spare you know you got a webcam or a laptop and you want to come and say hi tell us about your story that'd be awesome you know mm-hmm. it doesn't take long it's not stressful we're obviously not, you know, we're just pretty laid back people. Obviously, Becky's burping on the mic all day. I'm not. I'm trying to hold back a yawn. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to leave you there. Uh, thanks for listening. And don't forget to check, you know, all the previous episodes for mm-hmm. probably more interesting episodes than this one. And follow us on at Hope Your Mum and Dad. Have a nice day. Bye.